Um, we were talking about heaven and earth, and uh, it's one of the scriptures we reference. Uh, verse 21, it says that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven and upon earth. So you spend time talking about uh, heaven and earth, right? Heaven on earth, heaven and earth, and you know we um, let's, let's go. Let's do this real quick too. Hebrews eleven. Let's go there. Hebrews eleven. We're going to hit a whole other angle of uh, this particular message today, um, and we're going to line it up with some things that are happening in the. Maybe all around us. Sometimes we, we're, sometimes we're really aware of what's happening around us, and sometimes we sense something happening, but we're too busy to pay attention. I was talking to a guy at the gym, and uh, so you, you know he was having a political discussion. I don't do a whole lot of those type of discussions. I said, let me ask you something. He was he was adamant about what this politician is doing, what that politician is doing. So like maybe some of y'all or some of the people you know, and I said, let me ask you something. How many people that are living an everyday life really have time to know what politicians are really doing? I mean, most of the time you, you might hear something, you react to it, or something's on Facebook, or something's on the news, or you, you catch a clip. You may, some of y'all may be so into that you take time to watch the, what is it, the State of the Union, or State of the, what is it, State of the Union? State of the Union, State of the Union address, you may watch that, but even in that. And then the person may be talking crazy, and then we'll say, you know, I can't believe this person's doing this, that, and the other. But how many of us really know what anybody's doing? And actually, it, for you to really find out, you would have to shut down your life, caring for your family, caring for your children, going to work every day, taking care of your responsibilities, making sure your staff is together, you, uh, making sure you're, 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 you're in shape, uh, making sure your health is right, make sure you have all your doctor's visits. You'd have to shut all that down to really find out what they're doing. So we really don't know, do we? And half of the stuff people are saying about the politicians don't have nothing to do with what they're doing. It has a lot to do with what they're saying, which is that has which which some people have been the nicest people mm -hmm. <coughs> uh, behind the mic and been doing dirt behind the scenes. Some people have been the craziest behind the mic and been doing more to affect your life sitting in this room than you even realize, right? right? So, so so I didn't say nothing specific. I just said most of us don't know, and. I'm tying that into what we're talking about today because there's a there's heaven and earth exist on the earth realm. There's a, the scripture says in Second Corinthians four eighteen. Don't look at the things that you see for they're temporary. Look at the things that you can't see for they're eternal. How many take the time out to see what they can't see? It's one of the chapters in the book uh, uh, Rendezvous with Yourself uh, that I'm still working on. <laughs> All right. So, but how many people are seeing what they can't see? I, I taught it a long time ago. I, I wrote that chapter probably about eight years ago. Uh, uh, but, huh? Yeah, it's the name of a book I've been working on for probably like 10 years now. Because um, I had to stop because I'm working on another book. <laughs> uh, but my point there is, I already said the name in public. We have it there, so don't nobody try to. <laughs> it's already copyrighted. All right. But, my point is, are we paying attention to what's happening all around us? You walk in a room, 
and everything in that room is crazy. So I'll give an example. Uh, this is back in the day. This is probably our first year. I don't even know if we were actually married. I think we were. But even if we wasn't, I was spending time with my son. So we, so uh, it's Mother's Day. I might have told this story before boot camp. And it's my first Mother's Day. And I grew up, holidays don't dictate how much I love you. I grew up where I love you all year. The calendar ain't going to say I love you. You know, so... So this Mother's Day, first one now, first one, first one, I emphasize is the first one. And I hadn't had to deal with no Mother's Day, period. My, mother, my mom wasn't in my life. So I wasn't, Mother's Day wasn't my thing. So, but I knew it was Mother's Day, so I got a card. So I came into the room, she was in the room, and I, like a Frisbee, I flipped the card to say Happy Mother's Day, flipped the card in the room, and then me and my son went to play ball, like right after. Like I flipped it in. And then we went to play ball. So we, and it just, it was one of those good basketball days. We won every game. So we probably played for like three, four hours, just game after game after game. So, you know, we balling, you know, me and my son, we get in the car going, hey, we's doing it today. What? What? We, you know, we talking about what happened. Uh, open the door to the house. I said, son, something that happened up in here. Son, we open the door. Nobody's in. Nobody's around. We ain't see not one person. We stepped in the door. If you talk to mom, does you can answer this to this day? I said that. I said, son, something that happened up in here, man. I wonder what it was. But it's, it was like a spirit in the house, and it, it wasn't right. This whatever the spirit was. Come to find out, she's hot. Which y'all probably don't figure out why she was hot, you know? Because uh, I ain't know no better back then. <laughs> It's true, it's true, it's true. I had to take it, I had to eat it, because that's how I was. Thank God I was that way. I'm not that way anymore. But uh, what I, say, I said that to say, there were, we sent something walking in the house that we couldn't see with our naked eyes. You can drive into certain cities, and there's a cast over the city. You can sense something's going on, but we do 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 do. Somebody invites you out somewhere. You're around them right away. You everything in you feel like you want to puke, but you still hang out because you don't see what you can't see. All right, so that's kind of a set us up for some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Um, the scripture talks about in Hebrews 11. Uh, that we, uh, we we seek for God, but we have to know that he is. So we have to know that he is in the invisible realm. And then we also read in Hebrews 11 how uh, the people that operate in faith, they operate as seeing him that is invisible. Seeing him that is invisible. Then we also know, going back up, that's uh, Hebrews 11.6. I just gave you an 11.25-28. I'm, I'm speeding up because this is just our review because we, you know, since we haven't talked about it in a while. But Hebrews 11.3 says the worlds were framed by the things that we can't see. Right? So that means, it if something that, that, that we can see was created by something that we can't see, then what really is the reality? The unseen realm. Right? Because that's what actually produced what we see now. Right? Obviously, God is in that realm, right? In the invisible realm. And so we spent some time going through uh, how Genesis, in Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, the message says, all you see and all you don't see. Uh, 
So there's there's creation is not not limited to what we see in the visible. There's also stuff that we can't see in the invisible, right? You you ever uh, uh, I used to deal with this in in, in the, growing up in the hood. Guys used to kind of pick who you would like. So it was like, oh man, you don't like her? She fine. I said, yeah, but she ugly on the inside. He's like, what do you mean? Now, I ain't know nothing about spiritual discernment, nothing like that. I just was always that way. I'd be like, man, listen, there's more to that package than what meets the eye. I used to always say that coming up. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 you owe that one. You're going to get a whole lot more than just that pretty face. See, so, but now that I've grown and I've understood discernment and, and, um, Looking behind behind the curtain of the people that I engage with, I realize there's something going on in the spirit realm also. Did you hear what I said? There's something going on in the spirit realm. So we spent time talking about this this heaven and earth realm and how Enoch was and he was not, which was opposite of Adam and Eve. They 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 was not, then it was. So so Enoch was, that means they saw him in the physical, but then he was not. He walked into the spirit realm. Adam and Eve was in the spirit realm, unseen to the natural, got pulled out of the presence of God, and then they were in the seen realm, right? You know, they became an obvious target for the enemy. And so, so Matthew 6, 10, I know I'm going kind of fast, but just this is kind of review, so this would be either in your notes or in a CD from before. Uh, Matthew 6, 10, it says, uh, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. For it to be on earth as it is in heaven. That's the Lord's Prayer. Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.3. We have all spiritual, we have spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So, so when a demand is placed on us in this earth realm, we're not just supposed to look at what we have, we're supposed to look at what he has. Right? Outside of the natural, in the spirit realm. Right? And then, um, I gave you 2 Corinthians 4.18 already. Uh, don't look at, at the things that you see for the temporal. Look at the things you can't see for the eternal. Then Isaiah 46.10, it says him he was declaring the end from the beginning. Let's go to Isaiah 46.10. Just kind of setting up uh, a reminder of what we talked about before. There's a heaven realm and there's an earth realm. And so we... What we can see with our naked eye doesn't take a lot of effort, but what we can't see, what's behind the scenes, uh, the setups and the deceptions, we're going to have to be a lot sharper in our spiritual discernment, right? A lot sharper in our spiritual discernment. That's why the Bible says the natural man can't understand the things of God, for they're spiritually discerned. 1 Corinthians 2.14, that's from um, Master Life. Uh, is that the yeah discipleship the disciples personality right spiritually discerned alright 4610 declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my ple my pleasure right so here God is from the beginning of the world he created he had a creation and he created what's on earth and what's supposed to manifest from heaven what's on earth and what's supposed to manifest from heaven so you have what's initially supplied in seed form and what's going to manifest in tree form or in produce or fruit form so so to explain that because we're talking about heaven and earth uh 
I've done it here before, so y'all probably already know the answer. Um, but we talked about the uh, how if you plant a seed, so you plant an orange seed right in the ground. So I've always asked the question. I started doing it with youth maybe about 15 years ago, 20 years ago. So I'm getting older, right? Maybe longer than that, about 25 years ago, 30. <laughs> All right. So I started when I was, was a youth minister. Um, some in the 90s, probably I just leave it like that. <laughs> in the 90s, in the early 90s, uh, I used to ask them, okay, when you put the seed in the ground, where does the orange tree come from? And so, you know, one of the youth, uh, she's an adult now, jumped up, I know, I know, it came from the ground. I said, well, good then. We don't have to put the seed in the ground. We can dig in the ground and we look underneath that ground and we're going to see a tree waiting there. No, no, that's not true. I said, so then where did the seed come from? Where did, where did the tree come from? I'm sorry, where did the tree? They said, inside the seed. It's inside the seed. Okay, good, no problem. Then what we need to do is just cut open the seed and the big tree will pop out. Not having it, right? The seed is what you're doing to make an earthly exchange. That tree is coming from the heaven realm, the, the invisible realm. There ain't no tree under that ground. That tree is manifesting from the heaven realms, just like babies. <laughs> right? And so, so, so we have to realize, God, we're operating in this heaven and earth system all the time with seed, time, and harvest all the time. Right? So God has set that up from the beginning. So he's requiring that which has already been. So history repeats itself. Then I gave you 2 Kings 6.16, 6, uh, just a story of a, a man of God under attack by a bunch of uh, kings because he was revealing to his king all their strategies. So the kings, pictures, picture armies Ed, coming after you. Armies. There's one person. But they, they knew he was such a powerful man of God, they, they gathered their armies. And his servant panicked. Master, look at all these armies. He says, there's more to be with us to be with them. He says, Master, are you crazy? Look at all of them. Lord, open his eyes that he can see. Not his natural eye, he prayed for the Lord to open his spiritual eye so he could see that there was more with them than the chariots around them. And, and the, his, uh, his servant saw the chariots that were swarming all the kings and all their men. So, but it was in, it, it was there, they were there the whole time. But they were in the unseen realm. So when you're under attack, there's more there to protect you than sometimes you can see with the natural eye. I recommend it. It's in our, uh, our book list that I gave you in both of the handbooks, the New Beginners Handbook and the Commit to the Dig, a book called uh, This Present Darkness. Um, really gives you a picture of what's happening in the, the, the heaven and the earth around. Right? All right, so... Uh, now let's go to Matthew 18. So here we have this heaven and earth realm, and we, we recognize um, there's two, two operations. But in this, this spirit realm, there's a, there's, a, there's a kingdom of darkness, too. Right? Just like there's a kingdom of light. So that's why you walk in certain situations, and you can sense uh, uh, a dark or, or the uncomfortable or intimidating or an attempt to intimidate spirit. In that book, This Present Darkness, you know, I always tell the story, the preacher was, was uh, 
he was walking, he saw a guy he was ministering to, and he walked into a bar. So, so the preacher went to to go into the bar after him. You know, so you know he wanted to just go minister to him, but but he had two angels in the spirit realm always with him. So when he got to the bar, one of the angels grabbed the other angel, was like, "Whoa, whoa, where are you going?" He said, "He said, man, we can't let him go in there by himself. Look!" And it was demons hovering all over the bar. And so the angel said, "Yeah, but we can't go in there. There's not enough prayer coverage." That's for the intercessors. Right? And, and if you read the book, which would be good for intercessors, you read the book, the way the, the main characters escaped all the demonic attack, people was at the church praying. <laughs> it was sweet. It was, a, it was a, a place where they were supposed to culminate, and the demons was like, we got her now. We finally got her now. But the saints was praying at the church. And a huge, the, the angels showed up and the, the prayers of the saints empowered the angels where they were so bright. The demons was like, I can't see you. And by the time the light left, the person was gone. And it was like they were one reach away from taking their life. But there was people in the seat. All right, so, so I just thought I slipped that in there, you know, right? So it's always something. See, a lot of times you can't, uh, Z, you can't uh, uh, horizontally handle every situation. You can't put your hands on it. You got to go vertical. Right? And so sometimes when we say, I don't know what to do, I can't do, that's a great place to end. Because he can. <laughs> right? In our time of weakness, he's strong. But sometimes we keep putting, like, like, if we could take our hands off our purpose, our life, our ministries, and just let God do his thing, we'd be fine. Yeah. But we, we're always tempted to put our hands on it. And, and what we do is we put our hands on it in a different way and say, and we've changed. No, it's still your hands. <laughs> it's still your hands. Heart's not involved at all. It's still your hands. You don't trust God. Right? So I just thought I slipped that in there because somebody need to hear that. Alright, so Matthew 18, because we do have a this whole spirit realm thing, and then the dominion that we were given way back in Genesis that that uh what's your buddy Adam gave up, and then Jesus came back and gave us the keys again, right? Right, is that Matthew 16? Alright, so Matthew 18 here, it says this. It says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now we have a responsibility as his soldiers or his people in this earth realm. And sometimes we're so caught up in ourselves, we're not taking care of our assignment. Imagine a soldier that's responsible for a, a, a territory. That's so caught up in his own ambition, he's not taking care of his territory. And then, this is the thing, people are falling around them, but as long as he hasn't fallen, and as long as his ambition is in sight, he's at peace. And then he's going, I can't, yeah, yeah. He's calling people up. Yeah, such and such, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, they fell back into drugs. Oh, yeah, such and such, they slept around on such and such. Oh yeah, did you hear about Pete? Yeah, that fool done messed up again and lost his job. But that soldier was assigned to intercede and also to share love with those people. But the soldier's at peace only that is my goal still? It's, it's just like a carrot. 
my my opportunity still there? Well, it never happened to me yet. Yeah, something is happening to you every time someone falls. Every time someone falls, and that's the setup. Bait the switch. I want you, I want to get you focused on this so you lose sight of what I put you here for. Right? Hey, people in school going through stuff, and you got people that got word and everything. Ain't praying for them. Ain't talking to them. But I score. Hey, but I scored forty points today. Yeah. All right. So anyway, all right. Just thought I slipped that in there. So we're supposed to be binding and loosening some things, right? That was my point, right? Right? That's what scripture said, right, baby? We're supposed to be binding and loosening some things, right? Now, now I had the, this conversation with a, a wonderful young man today. How do we have to get out ahead of things? Right? Like we got to start reacting. But see, soldiers are prepared for the, the, what's coming, right? But the, you, you don't see a soldier enlist, your son enlist, they put him in war the next day. <laughs> I don't care how crazy the war is. We ain't putting you in war until we train you. But they train him for what? What could happen? They're preparing him ahead of time. We're going to get you out ahead of what could happen. So when it happens, you ready. They don't get them ready when it happens. That don't even make sense, right? But we are supposed to be spiritual soldiers. Are we getting ready for what could be happening? And then when stuff happens, we, we're so traumatized. I'm saying this respectfully. I'm just, I, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe, I, I didn't get that opportunity. Now, how much were you really praying? Were you praying for, praying for an opportunity that didn't exist yet? Sister said, yes. <laughs> Of course, she's an heir, so you know, <laughs> that would make sense. All right, so so this Matthew 18, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. I'm going to explain what's been, when, see, see again, this is, oh, this is good too. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, in the transition, because we're going to be talking about transition and everything. We're talking about uh, leadership transition, ministry transition, you know, because all these things change when you transition, so we're going to, Hopefully we have some questions and transparent conversation, uh, but if we don't, we have information to share. This is the thing, like, somebody said this the other day in one of our conversations. So we're, we've been called the pastor. We didn't call ourselves. God sent you to this church for us to be your pastor, right? So, so there's a certain connection we have. Like a lot of times we be sensing what's what be happening with people. Actually, you be sensing when people ain't doing the right thing too. But because we're pastors, we're not in position. We're not in the position because we're going to abuse anybody. Like if you if you flip and trip, some people have, have lost their minds. I'm gonna say this respectfully, but it's true. You know, I mean, you know, we have everybody here. We have everybody here interview them. Some people have lost their minds at times, right? But it ain't changed us. Because we're pastors. This is what our job is. Give you everything we got for you to be who you are. Even if, if we're embarrassed, humiliated, punked, belittled, we're still going to give you everything we got for you to become who you want. That doesn't mean we won't give you the truth. That doesn't mean we won't correct. That doesn't mean we won't rebuke and reprove. But our job is to give you everything. And guess what? We're responsible to watch over your souls. 
See, so that doesn't mean that there's not other people that will advise you and give you information, but they're not responsible to watch over your souls. Somebody can give you a person. See, a pastor can't give you personal preferences. But guess what? Another person can. And you won't know it's a personal preference till you try to try it on in a crisis and it don't work. We don't give out personal preferences. We give out the customized information that came from God. And we can only get it if we were called to pastor your life and your soul. Other people aren't going to get the customized information. They may give you their experiences. They may give you something that they heard. They may give you what they strongly believe. And I'll tell you this. A lot of times people strongly believe stuff that ain't manifested in their life. But it sounds so good. Man, I just talked to somebody in the gym. That person was giving me absolutes. Well, you want to do this and you want to do that. I'm learning right at this person and it hasn't manifested in their life. So they're giving me their theory. They're testing out a new product on me. It ain't worked for them. This was all these other things that work. This is the next thing I was going to do. I'll give you this one. This will probably work for you. At the expense of my life, pastors can't do that. We can't test stuff out on you. It better be from God, otherwise it ain't coming out our mouth. She just asked me something today. She says, but what about Sussex? I said, I don't have an answer for that yet. I said, but as, as, as we talk to the people, we'll discover, I said, when the situation comes up, we'll pull on God's requisite wisdom for the situation. See, we don't know stuff. God does. He get, when you're called to pastor, you get access to the information for the people God gave you to shepherd. If you weren't supposed to shepherd those people, I guarantee you get no information for them. You'll get some information, but it ain't came from God. That's what, listen, that, like, I was designed to be her husband. I don't care what anybody in this room, anybody in this, this country, anybody in this city think. That's why, ask her, if my name means secure, but I've always been secure. You know why? Because can't nobody be Keith with her. I'm not saying Keith is, is the sweetest person in the world, because for somebody else, Keith is, oh my God, why would you want to be with him? But for her, I'm designed for her. But guess what? I get customized wisdom for my wife. She can talk to anybody else. She's going to get some insights. And so might be something that she may use or may not use. But that stuff is not customized. It ain't directly for her. I get that. And you know why I got access to that? Because I'm her husband. Ain't nobody else her husband. See, so that's why I'm so secure. I'm, so, I'm secure as a pastor. I'm secure as a husband. Because I'm playing my role. I'm not trying to play somebody else's role. Because I'm not going to get what that person needs in their role. Alright, so anyway. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me here. I'm going somewhere with this. Alright, alright. So, 2 Corinthians 10.3. See, because when you're in position... <laughs> I don't know what's happening tonight. I'm a roll with it. Alright, so... <laughs> you, when you're in position, you get what you need... For what you're purposed to do. When you're outside of your position, you're going to stay confused. You're going to keep falling and failing because you're not doing what God said. You're doing what you like, what they said, what seems to be comfortable, what's popular. But, but when you do what God says, you get the wisdom. So a lot of times it's like, I don't know how they came through for them. 
Paul's in the same situation when it comes to Veronica because they're doing what God said, you do what you want to do. So anyway, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10.3. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. This is, this is key. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, strongholds were established in the Garden of Eden. And how they were established is when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which I call the tree of reason, from that, at that point now, obedience was optional. Before that, obedience is how they breathed and lived. Now it's preference. It's, it's, if it's convenient for me, if I'm comfortable with it, if I don't think I'm going to be embarrassed or if I don't think I'm going to fail. Right? That's what I, but before that, God said, I do. God said, I do. God said, not do I think about now how's this going to work out in the long run? What's in it for me? No, no. God said, I do. God said. All right, so what it is, it, when it induces reasons for reasons, disobedience thoughts in your head, and, but, but you're designed to follow God. So you have to come up with reasons or, or justifications to do something wrong. People do it while they sit in church, while the word of God is going for. Yeah, but my situation is different. Well, you sit right there. Yeah, yeah. And his pastor start talking. Well, you know, you need to live a holy life. Yeah, see, but, you know, ain't nobody perfect. <laughs> and uh, holy, you know, what are you talking about, holy? Ain't nobody trying to, see, see, that's back in the Bible day. Immediately, all these things come up in your head, right? And they're strongholds. They're strongly holding a disobedient thought into your head. And if you hold that thought in your head long enough, you're going to act it out. Instead of casting it down. Right? Which we'll get to here in a second, right? So it says, uh, it says, weapons of warfare. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? No, no. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, which is leading you to obedience, right? And bringing into captivity every thought to what? The obedience of Christ Jesus. Right? So, so now, so our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly. That means they're spiritual, right, Mr. Lamar? Yeah, you taught on uh, heavenly warfare, right? All right, so they're, 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 they're spiritual weapons. So our greatest weapon is what? Our spiritual weapons. But we think our greatest weapon is our mouth, our hands. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like, like somebody come at us, we always think our comeback has to be uh, something we do. Right? Right? Just work with me here. Work with me here. All right. All right so let's go here to Ephesians 6. So, so, so I'm, I'm gonna tie this in because the young people play sports and stuff like that, and you know they they they're learning, uh, they're learning, but there's a lot of things they 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 have to learn. You know, it's not, and a lot of it's not if you're some of you probably are already as as talented as you're gonna be. What I mean is, it doesn't you might not be displaying all that talent. It just might be just, you can't get it out. You know, you just can't empty it all out. So it might, you might have all the talent you need since God 
what, knew you before you was in the womb, and fifthly, wonderfully made you. Challenge is getting it out. Okay, so then you may have, let's say you're a quarterback. I just had this conversation with somebody today. And so you have an arm, so you can throw. Right? But you can't handle pressure. Let's <laughs> say so you just have an arm you can't throw. Well, as soon as you see people running at you, ah! <laughs> that don't help, right? <laughs> but everybody don't matter. That boy got an arm. I'm talking that, that, that. Oh, that boy can throw. Yeah, in practice. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> in practice. Man, that dude be throwing that thing. Yeah, but practice ain't pressure. <laughs> See, pressure's different. Now, I'm saying that to say, with, with, with sports, people, you know, some of y'all play sports, some of y'all don't. But they, they try to change the sport. So it's football. I say football. You guys play football, right? They try to change football into boxing. Now I'm punching in your face. Right away, I'm going, oh, you about to get toasted today. Because you don't think your football talent is enough, so you want to fight. <laughs> you know, I used to play basketball. Man, you, you watch your elbows and punch your face. Oh, I got you. Because you don't think your basketball talent can stop me. So you're trying to scare me. <laughs> so I know you're scared. Right? I had one guy, he used to come down, hit, hit a shot in my face. Uh, yeah, you can't hold me. And he come down, hit another shot in my face. Yeah, you ain't nothing. Yeah, you know, everybody here think you sweet. What? What? Then he come down, hit another shot in my face. What? You ain't can't hold nothing. Now, he did hit three shots in my face. Talking, oh, just talking trash. Now, your mind says, oh, I'm about to get him. But the Holy Spirit says, just play the game. So I played the game. I might hit a shot there, hit another shot there, hit a shot there. Well, the game came down to the game on the line. Game on the line, he playing his best defense. I knocked down the shot, and then I, I, I just went and got some water. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making this up. This actually happened. I just went and got some water. The whole time he was talking, I never said one word. When the game, when the game was over, I just went and got some water. <laughs> no, no. From that day forward, every time I played with him, he gave me respect. Because you know why? He was talking trash. He basically was telling me I'm somebody that he had to talk trash to. I didn't even give him that. I destroyed him. I had every right to go. Now, what was you saying earlier, bro? I didn't hear you. <laughs> what I did was I walked away. But, but how did the situation even happen that way? God. I didn't use my carnal weapon of my mouth. I used the spiritual weapon to trust God to work it all out. I listened to the Holy Spirit. He said, man, I got this one. You will always win in the end. Got to learn that one. You got to learn that. Okay, so, 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 okay, so let's go to Hebrew, I mean Ephesians. God's giving us advanced information. So even if you don't think you need this today, you're going to need this and you're going to wish you were paying attention. You're going to wish you took notes for the test. <laughs> what did I just say? Thank you. Good, 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 good. That's good. All right, Ephesians uh, 6 10. It says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of. Whose might? His might? Not your might. It says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil, right? It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
right? But against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's saying that if you have to engage anything, be binding and loosing that devil, not that vessel that he's taken over. Be, if you got to use any of your effort, be binding and loosing the devil, not the vessel that he's taken over. Because he's trying to get you and the person. He's possessed them already, and he's trying to draw you into that same spirit. Right? But you call yourself, I told them like it was. You didn't tell them nothing. You just got pulled out of the presence of God without your permission. All right, so, so, so work with me here. All right, so now let's go to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, I got to speed up a little bit here. Right, no, I can't go too fast, Pastor Mel. I got you. <laughs> My wife be like, slow down, baby, slow down. All right, so, so Matthew 11. So I got to bring this into what's been going on in the spirit realm why some of these people have been acting a fool around you. It's like, how do you know? All right, so... Uh, Matthew eleven twelve. 12, we read this scripture here plenty of times in this church, but it says from the days of John the Baptist, emphasized from the days of John the Baptist, right? And until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force, right? So, so, it says the kingdom suffers violence since Jesus came on the scene and merged heaven and earth. See, remember, since the days of John the Baptist. See, before Jesus showed up to bring heaven and earth back together again, heaven was lost. Only special men of God could manifest things from the heaven realm. Mm -hmm. right? right? But we have all access to who? No man comes to the Father but by? Right. I am the way, the truth. Right. Okay. Right? So, so, so this is the thing. Since these days, there's been a lot of people trying to force themselves into the heaven realm. Because when Jesus came, he not only brought heaven and earth back together, but when you bring the spirit realm into light, you expose what's in the dark. When you bring the spirit realm into light, you expose what's in the dark. So that's what happens in certain situations when you walk into a situation and you're, 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 you've been highly praying and you're highly anointed. You ever notice some people around you start acting crazy? Mm -hmm. But see, when the anointing is at its highest, people that are, are, have exposed themselves to compromise and darkness lose their minds. You ever been around people that uh, other people have told you it's a love-hate relationship, but you've never seen it? Like, you know, like people, they, you know, they're being nice to you, but sometimes they, they, they may look like something spill out. You know, some, some, it could be envy or whatever, but it, like, it seems like it spill out. You ever seen that happen? But then, you ever been in a situation where some of these people, like, go off out of nowhere? Like, throw you, like, shock, shock and all. Like, they just go off, and you're like, where did that come from? And it happened to her one day, I said, babe, that was there all, the whole time. I said, I've been telling you it's love and hate. She says, well, it seems like it's been love and hate. I said, no, it was hate and hate. It's just they was trying to disguise the hate. They was just trying to disguise the hate because they know they got to like you, but they can't stand you. But then when you, the more anointed she got, 
then they could that, that spirit, not the person, that spirit couldn't take it. That person went off. When I say off, like, and this this, this was a oh wow, I forgot this is. <laughs> I ain't say no names. Did I say any names? Anybody say me say names? It was more than once anyway. I ain't say no names. So if you watching this on TV land, it was you. <laughs> Not to say, no. Right. But no, but this no, what I'm saying is like it wasn't the person, it was the spirit. And I remember when this happened, uh it was a long time ago, but I remember well it happened twice a long time ago. It's happened since then. Yeah, but it happened and, and I was like, babe, babe, it was in there the whole time. But I noticed the anointing was high. I seen a person around a woman of God. They were harboring resentment. We were in an anointed service. The person participated in the service. Like, you know how people, you, you, that's why you got to watch, you know. I, I got a word or stuff like that, and you shouldn't be up, up in, around the anointing. Well, this person got themselves up around the anointing. And the next day, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I, I was volunteering before I got hired. So I had to come and, and do some trans, transactions for the church. And, and I looked, I said, no, she didn't say that. She said exactly what she was thinking and didn't realize she said it. I'm sitting there, she's, I'm not going to tell you what she said. Look, she's, like, she's like, what'd she say? <laughs> and I was sitting there looking like, I know she didn't realize she said that. But the anointing was that high. Then there was a, a, another situation where, where the anointing was really high and uh, the person starts speaking, and you know, they in tears, and they breaking everybody, exhorting everybody, got up off the stage, went in the bathroom, started spitting up blood, went to the hospital the same day. Had the wrong heart around the anointing. Right? Right? So, so, so it's, but it exposes. So, so I'm getting to something, right? I'm, I'm working with something here, right? So that's when people just start losing their minds, right? Right? Um... See, because when, when Jesus showed up, now, now the adversary is exposed. So he's been panicking then, but people have been trying to force their way into the, 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 the kingdom assets, to take possession of the kingdom assets. And a lot of times, um, that's what the message says, people have been trying to force their way into heaven since John's days. And a lot of times when people try to force themselves, they feel entitled to something. And they they, they they tired of waiting on what they believe they deserve, so they try to force themselves into something. Right? Right, see? They don't lost their minds. Because in the kingdom, you don't have to force your way into anything. What you're supposed to have, God will make sure you have. God doesn't forget, overlook, oh, man, we skipped that one. No, that God doesn't work that way. If you don't have it, you ain't ready for it. Right? You got to trust God for that. So this is the thing. And, 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 and what happens is people operate entitled based on, they believe, proximity. Yeah, I've been around longer than everybody. So have the chairs. And keep it real, the chairs have been around longer than most of y'all are here. And they still ain't been promoted. They still serve in their seats. <laughs> that probably wasn't nice, but it's true. It's true. Right? Some people think proximity. Some people think longevity. Some people think uh, uh, because of uh, experience. Some people think because of intellect. That's not how, that ain't got nothing to do with God's promotion. See, it's spiritual. Spiritual things measure hearts. <laughs> they just measure hearts. 
which is something you can't hide. You can't control it. You can't put your hand on your heart and start making it act right. <laughs> you can't do it. Like you can't. Like you, like you can fix your face. At least try. Right? You can change your language. Right? Actually, you can go and get all the education in the world. 17 degrees. But your heart? Oh, you got to offer that to God. <laughs> yeah, you got to offer that to God. <laughs> you can't get past that. So I, I was thinking about this because we was doing service for the, for the vehicle. Because we was thinking about exchanging the vehicle when we get another car. Um, but when we did the service, you know, we, was, we decided to keep it, right? But... What I thought about something, I was sitting there, I said, well, why? I said, the interesting thing is, if they decided to take the vehicle, they know the history of the vehicle. Because they spend time with it. They know the ins and outs of this vehicle. So if they decide to take it, they're not like any other dealership that'll go, ah, I don't know, you know, a lot of people are trying to give us donuts, man, or, or lemons or whatever, but, but not this dealership. They've been dealing with this vehicle for a long... Matter of fact, when I go in, they say, well, the last time you had your service was at such and such time. Well, no, you didn't do this for, for a certain amount of time. They know your vehicle. Guess what? If you spend time taking your heart to, to service... <laughs> yeah, yeah, did y'all get the service? Church service? All right. Oh! See, see, see? If you were taking your heart to service, guess what? God knows your heart. When it's time for you to exchange for your blessings, oh, we already know what we're getting here. <laughs> when it's time for your promotion, the service advisor. Woo! <laughs> right? You already know what you're getting. That's kind of tight, though, man. I get that. All right, so, so, right. So this is what the adversary has been trying to do in the kingdom. And this is why I brought this up since we've been talking about the days of heaven on earth. So when you see the days of heaven on earth, obviously the, when the spiritual realm is manifesting, there's uh, blessings in heavenly places. So you want to have all that on you, right? Amen. Right? All right. So, so what was I saying? You were saying that when God has something for you. In the heaven realm, good, good, good. Right, so a lot of times we, 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 we're excited. Days of heaven on earth. And all we're thinking about what? Is the blessings. Yeah, but there's some, 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 some spiritual darkness manifesting too. There's some spiritual darkness when that spirit realm shows up. And see, but see, you don't have to fret if you're walking in your dominion and power. Because you're supposed to be binding and loosing anyway. But if you're one of those soldiers that was skipping basic training, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. discipleship training, if you want <laughs> one of those soldiers, but if you've been skipping training, it's scary when you're under attack. Yeah. Listen, when I first started playing basketball, and they made me play point guard, which I didn't want to play because I like scoring, and I didn't want to just be responsible for everybody else. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, man, why do I play point guard? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hated it. I really, I did. I love it now, but I hated it. And so, but the thing is, at first, what I hated about it the most is when they, they ran what we call presses. It could be uh, diamond one, could be whatever. It, they would just press you. And I'd be like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But then after a while, as I went through training, 
Mm-hmm. I wanted them to press. Because I was like, oh, if y'all press, y'all leaving so many people open. Bam, I got you here. Boom, what? What? <laughs> what? Try it again. I dare you. I double dare you. Like, I was excited. It was a chess game now. I was out there playing chess. Like, that's, well, that's kind of how I play. You know, I'm out there playing chess. I'm like, uh-oh. No, no, no. Over there. Uh, no, no. Over there now. No, go right here. Oh, uh, no. Take that with you. Like, I, I'm playing chess now. It's a whole nother flow. That's what God wants us to do. When stuff is coming at us, instead of us panicking, he wants us playing chess. Oh, really? Is that the move we want to make? Because <laughs> that's how I be rolling in chess. Like, I'll be like, Tell you what, tell you what. You sure you want to make that move? Yeah, no, you can if you want to, but I'm just letting you know. Do you want to make that move? Hi. <laughs> so, so the person who made the move, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to make the move. And they're looking like, yeah, that's the only move I can make. I'm like, you sure you want to make that one? You might want to give me that before you made that move that looked like it's safe. See, you may give up something over here, but it's going to keep you in the game. And it's going to drive me over there because now i got to protect myself after I took you. But over here, you made the safe move. All you did is give me more time to take your behind out. Right? All right, so, all right, so, so stay with me, stay with me, stay with me here. All right, so what's been happening around you is, is the adversary is trying to do shock and awe. That's why some of these people close to you been losing their minds around you. I know it's all over the country. It ain't just it ain't just you. We talk to people all over the country. Folk, but listen, Mike, the nice well, I'm not gonna say, well, I'll say it just to be nice. The nicest people <laughs> just been tripping. And it seemed like it's coming out of nowhere. No, it's not. The adversary gets panicking because God is making his moves. And he's, he's God's God moves, right? God's making his moves. He's see this whole new beginning. Y'all thought it was about heirs. It's not. It's not been about heirs. It's about the body. God is has a new beginning, and so the adversary is panicking because when we see, imagine somebody that's had you bound forever. Now, when I say bound, might be financially bound, might be debt bound, but but even mentally bound. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. My bad. Mm-hmm. My bad. You gonna like me again? Mm-hmm. Right. Had you bound there? Mm-hmm. Oh my, my, my bad. I, I know I said I would be here again because I said I would be there for you, and I got busy with the 17 things I have to do, and you've been sleeping around doing nothing. But I always said I'd be there for you. Mm-hmm. Had you bound like that? Mm-hmm. Had you bound in compliance? Mm-hmm. Have you bound like? Mm-hmm. When do they start loving you? Stop for a second. Now, let me just, just work with me here. The people that have been trying to make you feel bad because you haven't met the other 79 conditions after you've met 708 conditions, have you ever asked yourself when do they start loving you? When do they put forth a effort? I didn't even say 79. And one, an effort to show how much they love you. See, see, God loves you, and he's trying, to, he's trying to put you in this position, and the adversary is panicking, and he's trying to shock and awe. He's trying to shock and awe. People have been losing it 
everywhere we look. And I'm talking about, so, 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 I, I told you one situation she was in, uh, I got certain things I can't say. So, so I was in a, a couple situations, I gotta, I gotta make sure I put it right. I was in a couple situations where, I don't know where, folks just start snapping. Oh, this is, I can say this one. Um, so I was in a situation, a person starts snapping. I was meeting every condition to put that person in a posi in position to do what they wanted to do. And what happens is they caught me on a moment where I needed as much help as possible from anybody that could help me. But you know how I do. I'm going. I, I wasn't. I wasn't crying or complaining for the help. But I knew I would eventually need the help, right? And so the person caught me. And, and I was being, still being patient because basically I set the person up to have everything they want. But then they still were like, well, you didn't do this, 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 that, and the other. Basically, they were afraid to take it from there. You know, or, or you know, they were afraid to, to do what they needed to do. And normally I'd be there and I was like, I, so they caught, me, they caught me on a day where I was spent. And so I had to tell them the truth. I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? But you know what it was? The adversary was trying to pull me out of the presence of God. I would, I would, in a thousand years, I wouldn't have expected it. Thousand years. Then I was in another situation, same thing, trying to pull me out of the presence of God. I was like, actually, one person. I was the only person left that was keeping a person connected to all these other people. Only person, the person could talk to. They flipped on me. All because the adversary got in their head and they thought I was, I was seeking them out because of all the other people, but I was just making sure they was okay. Lost it, lost it. I had to get out of the conversation. Yeah, I, I really had to, hey, hey, I got to go. And then the person still was like trying to, trying to break me down because I got out of the conversation. <laughs> and I was like, man, I just, whatever you think, I got to go because the next thing I say for the next four years, you're probably going to like, be crushed which you're saying in the next five minutes I'm going to give I'm going to forgive you and get over with it but what I'm going to say to you you probably won't be able to so, so I'm good but I'm trying to tell you this to watch out for this because you're moving the anointing is getting thicker on your life so everybody can't handle that brilliance it's like roaches running when the light's on <laughs> Is <laughs> they panicking? Turn the light down. Like, yeah, they just can't take it. And so, 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 again, but our job is not to get pulled out of the presence of God. You know, you're gonna have some some people tripping. You already have some people. It could be family members tripping. It could be some family members or friends hating. Uh, but the scripture says this in Matthew. Let's go to Mark 10. Because it's not, you know. Those scriptures says you're going to go through diverse temptations. You know, count it not strange, right? But let's look at Mark 10. That's what I told you, right? In verse 30. Right, so, so I remember God's new beginnings. God's making his moves, right? New beginnings. So look at verse 30. It says, but he shall receive a hundredfold. Uh, well, verse 29. Let's do that. Then Jesus answered and said, verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left 
house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel. And what it says left is saying, put God before all those things. You're not physically disowning anybody, right? It says in, in verse 30, it says, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, right? Houses, brethren, and sisters, mothers, and children, lands with what? Persecutions. So now notice he says, now in this time, in the second sentence. But then he says, look, and in the world to come, eternal life. Right, so it says, you know, the persecution is, is a part of the hundredfold blessing that God is trying to put on your life. Mm -hmm. And that's what takes takes place now in the time. You know, he said, in the time to come, he didn't say you needed the hundredfold and where you're going. So that means you're going to need the hundredfold, what? Now, in this time. All right, okay, I just thought I'd make sure I emphasize that also. Um, so, so this is a part of it. The hating and everything is just a part of the package. Let's look at Second Timothy. We're going to end this second with Second Timothy. So we're talking about the days of heaven on earth, but recognize as the hundredfold and the blessings are manifesting, the uh, the the kingdom of darkness is trying to force its way to possess all that God is trying to afford you, right? Right. Oh, I probably did this wrong, but let me see. The second Timothy, hold on. Oh, I know I read another version. That's what it was. All right, so let's do it like this. Let's say, we'll start at 21. It says, it says, if a man therefore purge himself of these, he shall be a vessel of honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, and prepare for every good work. Flee off so youthful lust, follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord <clears throat> out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do engender strifes, engender strifes. It says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those, what, that oppose themselves, right? If God, perhaps is what that means, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of what? The truth. So he's saying that people's going to oppose themselves, but we're supposed to be uh, operating in meekness, giving them the wisdom to recounsel them, waking them up and eyes of their understanding of the light, and so maybe God can help them. And this says in verse 26, and they may recover themselves out of what? The snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will, not their will. Uh, verse uh, verse 1 in chapter 3. It says, to know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of what? Their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemy, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Look, despisers of those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Look, having the form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such 
turn away. Now another version says haters. It's, 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 it, added, it added haters in there. That's probably where it said uh, despises of those that are good, <laughs> right? Haters. So, so this is a part of the of what's happening in the perilous times. Um, but it's only perilous to them. It's normally when God's trying to send something your way. So that hundredfold blessing with persecution, you're going to find people. See, we we are. I just want. The clearing house. I just want to stand the other. And say, hey, nothing wrong with that. But realize it comes with something. Everybody is not going to be excited that you are bright and brilliant now. But you can't respond negatively to their negativity. You actually have to not wrestle against flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strong. You got to kill them with kind. Well, not kill them. That's probably not good. You got to love on them with kindness. <laughs> yeah, you ain't right. Ty's over there saying, yeah, you was right the first time. <laughs> right? The scripture says when you love people like that, you heap burning coals on their head. So let me ask you, are we operating in the way God will want us to do it? So that's, that's what the goal is. The goal is to, uh, see, again, don't be too busy to pay attention. You got to prepare for these things. You got to recognize what's happening in the kingdom, right? Don't be too busy to pay attention, right? Days, these are the days of heaven on earth. So that's that's uh, the natural and the spiritual realm participating at the same time. So it's things that you see and things that you can't see. So when you walk in that room, you got to be discerning of what's happening in that room. You got to know when to, ah, we about to get up out of here. And, and if you're in a situation where you can't leave, you better be pleading the blood of Jesus over yourself with every exchange, every hug, every handshake, every sitting in the room, right? You better detox yourself with the blood when you walk out of that situation, right? Yeah. Uh, the leeches. Huh? The leeches. He said, <laughs> he said the leeches. All right, so, so, so.